Welcome to the best idea of all time. That's where Laser would introduce themselves. I'm Alice. Uh, Laser's off this week because they are touring the UK or on a plane back from the UK as I write this. One of those. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and their musical has its premiere um, this weekend. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday. It'll go up on Saturday. The, the premiere will be tomorrow. If you're listening to this right on Saturday. Um, you can get you can get tickets to it in. Uh, I think there's a few tickets left in person, and there's a live stream. Cannot recommend their musical enough. I can say this because they're not here. So yeah, you just get me this week. Um, I watched Carol for the twenty second time this week. I did an experiment where I watched it at one point five speed, not because I thought we were recording at a specific time and I started watching the movie late and was not going to make it in time. Certainly not that. Um, but yeah, I watched it at one point five speed, and it's weird um i thought maybe some of the slow scenes would be would read more normal but but everyone does sound very rushed um pacing wise some of the conversations do clip a little like they obviously clip faster but they um they do seem to flow really well but the dialogue being sped up is is pretty tricky um one definite highlight though was the music sped up um if you take the score and you put it up to like I think it, it I think the the main theme comes out to about like 74 76 beats per minute. I think if you take it up to about 140 150, you got a fucking bop on your hands. That that song rips. Um I've told people I want to make a Carol 12-inch club remix and I think I need to work on that. Um it just the song just like I don't know, it sounds like it sounds like the Daft Punk uh Tron Legacy soundtrack kind of. What else? Um I took notes. While I was watching, um, I was thinking a lot about our conversation with Laura Jacobs last week. Um, and you know, she brought up a lot of really good criticism, but one of the things she had said was just, um, how in the last scene, Carter Burwell is just really fucking going with the, with the string section. And so I made this really stupid meme. One of those, um, machine goes burr memes that are like really dumb. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll link to it in the show description. I posted it on Twitter and Instagram already. Um, what else did I notice? There's a lot of beers in front of them at the bar in the scene where, you know, um, everybody's a writer and my kid brother, the philosopher. No, my kid brother, the jerk philosopher. Um, I'm not going to recite the whole scene from memory, even though I could. Um, at the start of that scene, there's already like six beers in front of them. Maybe, maybe even more. And there are and they have open beers in addition to that. So they've been they've been drinking for a while. Um, I don't know. I haven't drank in a bar in years. The idea of having like six or eight bottles piled up in front of you in front of like two or three people seems wild to me, but, um, maybe that's just what it was like. Maybe that's what it was like in the fifties. I don't know. Uh, I also noticed this time that on the road trip at one point, Therese has a black sweater with a plaid trim. And it basically is very similar in style to her coat where a coat is the, like the black wool, um, hooded coat, and it has that red and white striped um, trim on both the hood and the and the front pocket. The the so the sweater is kind of very similar in style to that, I guess. 
I don't know if, if Sandy Powell had a theme of having like simple basic colors with a with a pop of color for on the trims or what, but um definitely some parallels there. Um I'm an idiot and the the fact that they get caught in Waterloo is never hit me until now. Waterloo being the last battle for Napoleon before he gave it up. Um I feel like in the book, and I could be wrong about this, I'm sure hopefully someone can correct me if, if you've read the book, um, I thought in the book that the Waterloo scene was just inconsequential and just a, just a, just a good, just a great line. Um, Waterloo isn't that awful. Um, but in the movie, it just times out perfectly with them getting caught. Um, I guess I kind of think I want to read the book again because I feel like, a lot of these nuances, I feel like I should be, I should have better nailed down if I'm going to talk about it. I don't know. Last week's episode with Laura really illuminated all of my gaps in my film knowledge and everything else. She's very smart, and I am not. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of me not being smart, um, we've been doing more planning for our road trip, and one of the things I spent an hour doing was looking for women-owned steakhouses in the northern New Jersey area, specifically in or around Paramus, New Jersey. And if I could find women-owned restaurants, not just steakhouses, but women-owned restaurants in that area, trying to find a photo of them, maybe on Facebook, to see if they are a redhead. Um, couldn't find a steakhouse. There's definitely nothing around Paramus. I was mostly going off this um, list of women-owned restaurants in northern Jersey that I found online from a few years ago. There was a diner. that's um, pretty far out of our way. It's like 40 minutes out of the way. Um, on the trip, but it is owned by a redheaded lady. Um, she did not seem to have a partner in her photos, so who knows? Um, I don't know if I'm going to drag Laser out there to that. Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah, so that's what I do with my time. Spend hours chasing down leads for the dumbest things possible for this podcast. Um, I guess now that the Carol Collection Corner is no longer with us, that's how I spend my time. Um, we'll definitely be back next week with, with Laser and I. We have a really awesome guest booked. We have real, two really awesome guests booked in the next two weeks, if, assuming they, they come through. Um, I don't hate the movie, but I'm definitely getting tired of it. And that's not good. I still love it. I still do get delighted when I watch parts of it, but there's so little left in it for me now. Ugh, I'm really worried it's going to take a turn. Um, I guess we'll see. I think having guests who have never seen it before will give us a lot of fodder to talk about. But yeah, it's dark portents ahead. And on that note, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with a quote that I like from the movie that I don't know that Laser likes as much. It's from the letter that Carol writes to Therese and is read in voiceover while she's standing outside the spare time grill. Um she says at one point, um, I will, like, after they go through their troubles, I will be there to greet you, the dawn, a perpetual sunrise. I really like that. I, it's so over the top in, like, a very beautiful way. Um, and so unlike the dark portents for the future of this podcast, I would like to think of, of us all having a perpetual sunrise. So, as we say to end every episode, a perpetual sunrise. We'll see you next week. Living for you. 
Best Idea of All Time is hosted by Laser and Alice. Our theme song is Easy Living, as performed by Flower Links. Find more information about them in our show notes. The show is edited and produced by me, Alice. And if you'd like to find more information about our show or how to contact us, go to bestidea.gay. We also have merch available at alice.deals slash bestidea. Once again, that's alice.deals slash bestidea. Please tell your friends about this show, especially if you're friends with Carrie Brownstein. Because I really just want to ask her what the fuck happened and why isn't Janet Weiss in Sleetra Kinney anymore? God damn it, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>